everyone, and welcome to another edition of the BH Sales Kennel Cow Holistic Healing Hour with your host and moderator, me, Grandpa Bill, Grandpa Bill's Grunts and Groans. This is actually my daily YouTube offering where I gather each and every day and start to outline what will hopefully encompass my three daily shows as they become as each day pans itself out, the Holistic Healing Hour with or without guests daily, and I just completed my 97th interview there. Next week, I'll cross over 100 in-studio guests by probably Thursday. I'll have some outlines of upcoming guests and prelude shows throughout the weekend, now that this is actually Saturday the 5th at time of recording, August 5th, and be here for, oh, maybe 30 minutes today, and I want to talk about a couple of things that transpired this past week at the shows, but has been transpiring for a while now, always about my granddaughter Ada and her legacy and how I've done all these things since she blessed us all with the presence of her beauty and brightness on the face of the earth, soon to be 16 in October. So I've been talking a lot about how she is indeed going to start to tutor me in Mandarin in about one more week, she's still finishing up an advanced course in coding before school starts right around the corner in her junior year. And I've been talking to her about not only the Mandarin part and then with her matriculated schedule that she's taking about to enter her junior year, she just aced out her sophomore year having to have gone to school over the summer because she missed so much time due to illness. She had um, a lot of incompletes, and she finished all of those with straight A's over the summer. She took Japanese to jumpstart her curricular as it starts this fall over the summer. She's taking a coding class for her computer sciences over the summer that she's finishing up this week to jumpstart going into her junior year. And her curricular this junior year will uh, contain calculus, chemistry, Japanese, coding in the computer. It's a pretty matriculated, and she already speaks Mandarin fluently now to coincide with English, which she obviously will be taking again this year, and then as her senior year becomes projecting out forward next time around, she'll probably take Mandarin too. So thanks for being patient. Throughout that, she wanted to get a summertime part-time job. The summer is almost over. She had an offer. We're all glad that she didn't pick the one that she got offered, and we'll just leave it that, at that to protect the innocent. It's mostly due to the crazy world. It's not the establishment. It's maybe where it's located within Portland, Maine, unfortunately. So I also talked about last week having a really cathartic visit with herself and her dad, who I never see because he works around the clock, my son. 
And we talked a lot about the history of Portland, Maine. She's really into that type of thing as well, and architecture and this and that. So she was going to try to be a host, co-host, and greet Dr. Anthony Mativier at my recording just a few short days ago now with Dr. Mativier's second appearance on my show. So the funny thing is, and I just talked to my granddaughter on the phone, Ada, last night, Friday, about here's what happened. She couldn't make it because of the classes, the matriculated classes. So I took a 15-minute crash course on Mandarin so I could greet the doctor, kind of, sort of. I outlined what I was going to say in English and then attempted doing Mandarin. It was kind of funny. And I got some of it right and crash course and it was, it played out well. So through all of that, thanks for being patient. I talked to Ada last night as well. And I said, you know, you're thinking about getting a job going into the school year part-time with all of that curricula. That's going to be tough to do, Ada. And, you know, a little tiny bit of naivety at 15 for as mature as she is at 15. You know, how are you going to do the ABC company? And, you know, you got to be vigilant if you commit. She's real good at that. So I said, just think about this. Think about when you have the time based around your curricula, an hour, a weekend, late at night, because we can condition it to my show if you're interested in being a podcast assistant. And that can lead into a producer, what have you, stay with me, to accentuate the resume that's pretty impressive for a 15-year-old kid already, all biased aside. So whether she does that or not, no pressure, no harm, no foul, but I think I got her wheels spinning. So what I wanted to do is outline what, not that she would ever pursue this as a career, and if she did, great. It's another bullet point to put on a resume. And I was actually pretty surprised when I did some of the research on what a producer and some of the particulars for podcast producers, you know, depending on the size of the show, the demographics, lots of variables. So I wanted to go through a little bit for about 20 minutes or so. What is a podcast producer and what are the steps and the skills required to actually becoming one? depending on when, where, and how, who show, each of them having different, you know, work details and expectations and so forth within. But for instance, if you do enjoy working with audio equipment and creating high quality content, anybody might consider becoming a podcast producer, especially with as many podcasts as there are. I think podcasting as a career moving forward in and of itself. And I think it's going to be more important to coincide with the advancing technology, A1 and so forth, podcasting for a number of reasons. So pursuing a role which would allow you to combine your creativity and managerial skills. And she has both my granddaughter at a very young age. She's a gifted writer. She's received some awards, some accolades, uh, 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 she was in a book for upcoming writers back in 2020. She got an award for a local uh, expose from a local VFW post here locally. She's pretty good with pen to, to paper and poetry. Uh, 
and she's very bright. Ada's problem when we're working on that is her immune system. She got COVID once and she was okay, but she gets the Petri dish that all schools are, not anything, the colds, the flus. Thus is why she missed so much time. And she had to work so damn hard to make it up. And it wasn't a matter of scholastic aptitude. She proved that. And she always did well coming up through school. She struggled her freshman year and in the middle of COVID and what have you. And uh, so relating to podcasting overall, if it works out for herself, if you enjoy working with audio equipment and creating high quality content, you should consider becoming a podcast producer. Pursuing the role allows you to combine your creativity and managerial skills and understanding the daily duties of this role is how to follow that career path for one that chooses to do it as a career path or a part-time job and can help determine if it's the role for them ultimately. It's another part of the repertoire while she's aspiring to go to secondary education and aspiring to do it in the Boston area. I'm just saying, if it was something that intrigued her, who knows? Maybe she could be a podcast host in the Boston area someday if she wanted to pursue that at all while she's in school doing whatever her major would be. And I think it's going to be computer science as we speak. A year and a half before she gets there to do so is a long time. So I want to discuss a podcast producer and learn about their duties myself to a little bit deeper degree. So I did some research on the potential earnings and the job outlook and the skills and reviewing some of the steps to follow to actually become a podcast producer. So I'd like to go through some of that with you right now. So what is a podcast producer? A podcast producer is an individual who oversees or oversees all aspects of a podcast production, ranging from technical duties to administrative tasks. They handle most decisions around a podcast, such as topics to discuss and they assist with the tasks related to sound engineering, such as setting up recording equipment. Podcast producers manage aspects of the podcast production, delivery, and schedule, and may also assist with marketing efforts. Podcast producers may work for a company or have their own podcast business. They work for many types of different podcasts within the genre, including those with varied topics, different hosts, Episode lengths and durations, release frequency, mine is daily, and types of recording equipment. While each podcast is unique, producers typically have similar responsibilities. How to start a podcast business, if indeed that's what one wanted to aspire to do. What does a podcast producer actually do? Again, a podcast producer oversees a podcast strategy and efforts to be successful in engaging with the audiences. That's something I really need to bridge the gap with in my shows. I'm working on that. I do everything solo, and I'm getting a larger audience and more exposure via uh, the number of guests I have. I'm at the point where I need an assistant to some degree, so we'll see how that pans out. But they have many duties in production management, scheduling, audio management, marketing, and overall leadership. Some of the examples of a podcast producer's general duties might include and can, unique to the situation, size of the shows, all kinds of different variables. So 
supervising the podcast production process and supporting the podcast host and team, managing the podcast production schedule and developing and development. Scheduling is a key one. I do that all by myself at the point at this point in time. Record and produce all product and podcast episodes, yours truly. Promote the show and develop marketing strategies with others on the production team. I am the production team. <laughs> Research, contact, and schedule guests to join the podcast. That's something I could definitely use a hand with. Prep the host and guests before podcast recording. Key element, I could use some help in that. Prepare questions before an interview. Definitely could use help in that. Assist podcast meeting internal deadlines. Definitely could use some help in that. Guide guests on talking points throughout the recording. You know, depending on the depth and the scope of the said show and the breaks in between and the intervention by the producer. Hey, this is what we're going to do in the next segment. That type of thing. Ensure podcast meet internal deadlines. Guide guests, as I said, on talking points throughout the recording. Manage each episode's editing, recording, and distribution. Monitor each episode's analytics and metrics. So key to keep up on analytics, hard to find that time when you do it solo and especially as you get busier and more successful at it. Oversee the podcast product's budget. Handle administrative work as needed. Audio production and engineer careers, just to give you a different perspective on that. Who do podcast producers work with? Generally, a podcast producer works with the podcast host or presenter, and these individuals collaborate to create a high-quality program for listeners and provide the feedback to make the show more engaging and to help attract new listeners and retain regular listeners. These producers may work with the podcast marketing team and host to create promotional material that aligns with different platforms like social media sites. That's what I want to do as I'm starting to collaborate with my guests more and more. I mentioned those that are starting to become repeat guests in less than three months already at the Podmatch Arena. For instance, and I've done podcasting outside the Podmatch Arena before they were in existence. So I've already done over 100 in-studio guests this calendar year, and I do the show daily you know, with subject matter and all of these topics of discussion and then the other two business factions as well. So I do three podcasts daily, five years and running within the confines of this month. Now that it's August, I think it's in the teens, like August 18th to make it official, official. So that's like some 1800 shows right there. And with my shows that I've had over the years previous to that, I've actually done over 4,000 podcasts. To all degrees and levels and scrap room and horrible and deleted and archived and wayback machine. And I constantly delete them after 30, 40 episodes to keep storage in my computer. So I'm at the juncture where I really do need the help if I want to continue to move forward in 2024. So we'll see how that all materializes. But you can instruct guests and hosts about how to record, such as telling them to speak louder or to speak into the microphone directly. If there's some kind of interference, they would be a good um, liaison between the software company if little messages come in about, hey, the, we're losing your guest's audio or whatever. That's very disconcerting to me. 
for the age thing, the arthritis, my cataracts until I get it corrected. I really could use some help in those types of things. So we'll see where that goes. And I would love to have my granddaughter be with me temporarily to accentuate that it it's definitely a podcast show. It's a fairly successful podcast show. It would be a good thing to put on a resume if she decided to do it as another button. With all due respect to Joe's Market or Tommy's Diner or whatever, which are good things too because it's damn hard work and it shows fortitude and those are good things to put on resumes as well. As an aspiring college student or when you finally get out into the workplace, the uh, conundrum is we have a lot of education and but you've never worked in it and it's to get that first job and all of that. This, these are things that accentuate putting candidates above the next one is my only point in that for my granddaughter. And it would be pretty impressive to be an assistant on anybody's podcast show at 15 years old. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. So, the guest, if the guest is recording the show remotely, the producer may share tips with them on how to get that optimal sound and all of that, work out all the pregame warm-up, the green room and whatever. So to really facilitate making a stronger show for that reason, the host can hone in on the guest. The guest can hone in on retorting to the host in the peripheral stuff's taken by the producer. This is why it is a valuable job, and this is why in the right marketplace – some of that might shock you soon or shock me, some of the starting salaries. Salary and job outlook for a producer. Again, marketplace, where you are, lots of variables. This isn't a broad brush that you're going to jump out and make this kind of money. But <clears throat> the national average salary of a producer is 69499 per year. But earnings may vary. Factors that may affect your wages include years of experience that could you know, have you go up the scale or somewhere down, but that's a pretty good mean average, especially first getting out of school. Or your first job marketplace or what have you, marketplace job. Factors that may affect your wages include your years of experience, your education, your skills, your location, and whether you're self-employed or work for a company. For the most up-to-date salary information from Indeed, you can click on the Indeed link that gives you those percentiles. You can seek out that information on the Indeed Career Guide on the World Wide Web. So while the United States Bureau of Labor Statistics doesn't report job outlook data for podcast producers, it has data for general producers. According to the BLS, producers can expect an employment growth of about 8% from 2021 already a couple of years ago up to and including what would have been the decade 2021 ending in 2031. So it has a positive growth rate because it's a marketable industry for sure. So this rate comes faster than the average for all other jobs in the workforce. You can expect to see about 17,500 annual job openings in that genre based on projections of the growth of podcasting. And it's skyrocketing. How to become a podcast producer? Companies and organizations may have specific requirements for their podcast producers, so it's essential to research the credentials before applying. That would give Ada good marketing research skills, which she already has as well, to do her own homework on the subjects because that's who the kid is. She would do that. 
this method to the old man's madness. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> I'm exploiting my granddaughter. <laughs> I'm exploiting my granddaughter. Here are some general steps to become a podcast producer, whether you will own a podcast or a company. Learn about podcast creation. If you have little to no experience or knowledge about podcasts, learn from experienced podcast producers. Research online tutorial videos from these podcast producers to gain a general understanding of how that field works, you know, this field works. Videos can help you understand the technical elements of this career and help you prepare for your first recording. Familiarize yourself with this in the process of creating a podcast requires such a as researching topics get audio experience on and on it goes i'll elaborate more here's my thought on this this coding that she's taking in school is going to allow her in the encompassing of the class to have carte blanche to come up with creative submissions and what have you i think this would be brilliant for her to have done practicing what she's about to have in the curricula Whatever that does to accentuate her letter grade, you know, the the fact that she's doing a podcasting show, if indeed she wants to, that shows way back in my day when they you got the accolades for initiative and drive and all of that kind of stuff. I have no idea if they still do that. Probably not. But she works with a counselor at school. I think this would be good fodder. Hey, try everything. And come on, I'm a grandfather. It has she can fit it in. I'm definitely going to pay her and remunerate her to make it legit that she does when she do needs to. But it would be easier to retrofit it into her curricular and having best of both worlds. So it's food for thought, and it's another thing to put on her resume. Let's say if she did it for the first half of the school year, for instance, just saying. I asked my granddaughter to start listening in a little bit more on the shows, which she does occasionally, by the way. And so listen in to the Dr. Anthony TVA podcast in particular, aforementioned. So if you're a novice, consider joining an online podcast group. You can also attend a local podcast event, network to network with other podcast producers and gain valuable knowledge about the job. This may help you develop your network skills, which is helpful when you're looking to start booking guests, so on and so forth. Start a podcast or seek employment, employment, create a portfolio, podcast producer skills, knowledge of equipment, editing skills, problem solving, communication and interpersonal skills, organization. If this fits a local student that might want to do uh, apprenticeship, definitely reach out to me at my podcast show if it's something that you might looking for in lieu of remuneration to somebody other than my granddaughter because I couldn't do it on a consistent basis and it wouldn't be fair to a college. This would be especially amenable to trying to help out my blood. But if somebody wants to do this in a curricula, if they're taking podcasting or, or you know, whatever that would be an accentuation to put on your school resume under the guise of an apprenticeship or something like that, do leave me a message at my message board or something you want to put on your own bullet points if you're a high school student, wherever you may be one. All about board, all legitimate inquiries only. So 
yeah, that's kind of what I'm shooting for. I'll talk more about all of this at an upcoming show. How are we doing on overall time? But just about at 25 minutes. Let's leave that at this, this at that. I'm going to be talking more about that type of thing because they do need help at the shows. However, it manifests itself. Love to have my granddaughter Ada, and I do think it would be a huge attribute because she can create the script and whatever is encompassed in her coding class for the computers and the science that she wants to study, you know, in high school and moving on to secondary education. Great things to put on college applications, you know. Am I the fool on the hill or sly like a fox? <laughs> or somewhere in between toys in the attic. Lots of cobwebs up there. When I can slide it to the gray area, we're still pretty good. <clears throat> and that's, you know, rapidly going to be diminishing with the mercury poisoning and all of that. So I got to get the best of all worlds. I got to stick around for a while, and I'm going to. I have every intention of doing so. I'm going to finish this mission to see my granddaughter get out of high school. It's a personal vendetta. In any way that I can help accentuate that for her, I'm going to do it. So... Peace, everybody. That's what we do at Grandpa Bill's shows. I'll see you at all of them. Bye-bye for now. Enjoy your weekend. Whenever you have one, see it. See this. Enjoy it during the weekend. Peace, everybody. Continue to pay it forward. We are growing exponentially, and we have some significant numbers in the intuitive groups. Potential guests, take heed for your books, your wares, and what have you. Don't judge it only on Stepping Stone subscribers <laughs> at YouTube. And or you can, but be more broad in your scope. Not just in, because of my show. Do yourself that favor of broadening your horizons moving forward. Peace, everybody.